Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Animal rights, banking, beverage industry, business, community association, construction or housing, real estate, environmental, insurance, labor union, legal, manufacturing, medical, partisan organization, retail, wholesale, teachers, organization, education, transportation, utility, energy, oil, or other. I'm going to check other. Government ethics and transparency. Maybe I want to print another one of these out that's less troll, but that's actually one of them. It's hilarious. They're like, uh, so what's your financial backing? And I'm like, um, myself? Not even. They think I'm going to put money into this, which is hilarious. I think the final date to register is in like March too, so it's not even that far away. And the last time I looked, the first time I looked this up was like three months ago. Nobody else is registered. I think it's hilarious that um, purpose or nature or special interest, that government ethics and transparency is not actually one of the predetermined checkboxes. But I suppose checking that also just says, I'm signing up to be a rat. We'll be like, what's your regular job? Investigative journalism. <laughs> Host the podcast with the homie on Sundays. Sundays are for the boys. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That was a little sexist. Sundays are for the homies. Everybody. Everybody is a homie. Do you know who Sundays what? are for? Sunday for is for the homies. Do you know what Sundays are for? What is Sunday? Making it easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. It's crazy. He all the way in the next room and the mice still picks him up. It shouldn't be surprising. Wow. I'm one of the loudest people on the planet. Bitch don't kill my vine. Bitch don't kill my vine. I can feel the energy from two planets away. I got my drink. I got my music. I will share it with the day I'm like, bitch wanna be famous. I can feel the new people around me just fun. So, not to interrupt you, but I was gonna say, <laughs> it's funny to me because even being in an interracial relationship, when a white lady comes knocking on my door, I always get like a little tense because I'm like, oh, what kind of bullshit is she bringing to my house today? Uh, and yes, yes, I say that being in an interracial relationship, I just feel like, I mean, anytime a white lady come knocking on your door, what, what good news has it ever brought you? Yeah. Ever. ever. No. Right? And you live with one, right? Okay. So and anytime mom comes knocking on your door, what is she normally has to bring Is it good? No. Or she's asking me to Unless like, it's feed me, and I'm like, Mom, no, I I don't have the heart to tell her to just be like, Mom, your cooking sucks. Wow. Wow. You would tell an Irish mother her cooking sucks? She cooks the salmon on the plastic. What? She cooks the salmon on the plastic. How? How do you even do that? How do you, what do you mean, how do you do that? Our friends over at, I know, I know you know that Kelly is a chef, right? Hi, Kelly. Everybody go listen to Fuck It on 40. Kelly is going to be very appalled. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. She might throw up in her mouth. How do you cook? What do you mean? What do you mean? 
Who do you mean she cooked the salmon on the plastic? <laughs> I mean, she knows not to cook the styrofoam. So, but the plastic is on top. So, no, 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 no. I mean the underneath plastic. Oh, you mean that white thing that yeah. soaks up all the juice? What? She throws that on the baking sheet? She just Does she plop. She she bakes it? Does she bake the salmon? Yeah. So she bakes the salmon with the white silky yep. with the tamp the the uh-huh. not a tampon, the pan. Yeah, the uh-huh. salmon mm-hmm. the meat pan. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Every steak is well done and no it's not seasoned. Does she cook the steak with the meat pad on there too? No. Cause steak comes with the meat. So it's just the fish. Just the fish she feels like this. She cooked the chicken with the meat pad. No. And by cooking chicken, she gets drumsticks, drowns them in, like, lemon. No pepper? She's not lemon? Some some pepper, but absolutely drowns them in lemon. (laughs) Like, you bite into the chicken and it's like drinking lemonade. I just, uh... I had the cops call on me several times when, uh, for, for no dumb reason. A lot of times standing around in a parking lot. But then again, I suppose when not all of those people are looking at their smartphones, they do look a little more devious than others. We weren't even loud. We were just four young rapscallions traversing the young, the younger days of life. And we were free from the chains and constraints of everything being filmed filmed for TikTok. Yo, the statute of limitations expired. So we we once went to Dunkin' Donuts and took like the the old trash bags from them and legit were just throwing them outside of our car and oncoming traffic. Oh, the most reckless and disrespectful kind of you. Um this is gonna be a weird Two of game. our friends were like, would go down Crofton Meadows and just squirt ketchup and mustard all over people's cars. Uh, continue incriminating yourself further. Uh, that wasn't me. Also, statute of limitations. Also, minor at the time. Also, also allegedly. Also, the level of evidence just keeps keep rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flow. And Doc, what do we do? We take that pop perspective and put some culture in context to make the mainstream make sense. Cheers. One time, one time. one one of these times, you'll catch on to it. Just like one of these times, I'll actually post the video from the episode that we recorded. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. He actually has video for every episode. Every single episode. Every single episode. And I'm just waiting for y'all to act like you actually want it. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to create our style, right? And it's like trying to fucking reinvent the wheel. Like, how do you stand out on YouTube being two dudes in, like, their early 30s? Well, I'm, I'm in my early 30s. I'm here. in my very late, 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 late 20s. 20s. So, his early 30s. Um, do you have back pain yet? Uh, my shoulder has been fucking okay. hurt. Actually, so, lately, like... So shoulder pain. Is that accompanied by knee pain of any kind? No. As tall as you are, you have no knee pain yet? Mm-mm. No leg pain? 
Nope. At all. Mm-mm. Okay, well, you also sleep, like, fucking 32 hours in a day. So. During the day. He's in his. Vampire. Early 30s. I'm in my early, I'm, I'm in my late, 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 late 220s. Our friends over at Fuck It on 40 are probably <laughs> like, listen to them. Listen to this. My shoulder hurts, but I also know that my shoulder hurting is mostly due to posture. And, um... Listen, when I was your age... I, I like, if I go... If I, uh... If I went no. to Renner again, shout out Renner, and she, uh, worked on my shoulder. She's a licensed masseuse. And it felt a hell of a lot better. So it's definitely just, like, muscle tightness. Well, if we're shouting out our friends who are licensed masseuses, then I have to <laughs> shout out my girl, Alex. Hey, Alex, gang, gang. Anyway, um, when no, I was no, your no age, you're pain. twenty. When you're twenty-seven, you're twenty-seven, I'm right? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Oh, okay. Like Damn, I said, why not? Late, 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 late. Why do 20? I keep doing that to you? Uh, when I was twenty-seven, I slipped my first disc in my back. So, <laughs> so I have never had a surgery, um, and I have never broken a non-rib. Uh, Damn. Okay, so I haven't broken any bones yet. Unless you count a deviated septum, but that's like mostly cartilage. And I've been hit in the face with a fly ball in baseball. No major surgeries, I but to I find that school year picture. Damn. My face like was it's like half of my face is black. Hmm. From from a fly ball? From getting hit. So I Where was, did you get hit? Huh? Where did you get hit? Right below my left eye. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah, right below my left eye. And uh, I was Where in, were you sitting? I was this was practice. Oh, 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 okay, so you were on the field. <laughs> yeah, so this was practice. I'm running after a fly ball my dad hit in, uh, like, fly ball practice. Your dad hit? Yeah. Ah, that's great. <laughs> he was the coach of the team. Ah, okay. And I'm running, and I ran half a step too far. Ball slams into the left side, right below my left eye. Balloons out to a golf ball within, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, it doesn't Spend the that. next day in the hospital trying to figure out if my face got broken. It didn't. Damn. Damn, your dad kill him like that? All right. Uh, and I had, I had a, uh, a swollen face for a long, a, a good while, and it was black and, black and blue for mm. a good while. You know what? Black and blue, I feel like, isn't as bad as that weird yellow-green stage that y'all go through. Oh, yeah. After the bruises start to heal a little yep. bit, and you look like Frankenstein. You're like, do you have melanoma? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. No, I haven't had any major procedures done. Or, yeah, no, like, under-the-knife surgeries or anything like that. I've had, um... Oh, never mind. I've had my wisdom teeth taken. I have gone under... Yeah, I've, I've gone under... I don't count that as a major procedure, though. I mean, I guess you could die getting your wisdom teeth taken out, and they put you under anesthesia if you know you're a pussy. I was a pussy. I, I had four... I had <laughs> four gonna... impacted wisdom teeth. Yeah, you... I, good luck staying awake for that. Why yeah, would no, you they, wanna be awake for that? The doctor told me, he was like... I'm gonna put you out, like this is gonna put you out within like 15 seconds. You might feel some burning in your crotch. If you do, what? you're about to go out. What? <laughs> the doctor asked me if I wanted to, you know, cause I only had like two that I needed to take, right? Yeah. And um, he was like, do you wanna, you know, do you just want a little bit of laughing gas or do you wanna go out? And I was like, why would I want to be awake when you guys are playing in my mouth? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like the idea of that. 
I hate going to the dentist for that reason already, right? And then they always be talking. It's very common at this point. Everybody knows. Dentists always be trying to ask you questions. Why they got their fucking hands in your mouth? How the fuck am I supposed to talk to you like that? My Who dentist, do I look like? My dentist is actually next level. They have a TV on the ceiling. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like... I just tell them, switch not, it to ESPN. That's not next level anymore. That's common. Like, even yeah, but, but now he's like, I don't need to ask you questions while... I'm all in your mouth. Yeah. Wow. I cannot believe I just said that. Speaking of things I couldn't believe. Uh, earlier this week. The internet was set all the blaze with the rumor that Jill Scott had a sex <laughs> Me personally, when I saw it, I immediately went looking for this shit. Are you kidding? <laughs> what? Jill Scott is a goddess, son. First and foremost. Um, and she should be respected. With all due respect, Queen, I definitely went looking for that sex tape. And it turns out not to, uh, you know, spoil anybody's day if you hadn't already figured it out it's a lie it was a rumor yeah. i don't think she's quoted or i don't quote it i don't think she's spoken on the rumor yet because why would she she's a goddess and, yeah you know and noble and should be respected and such yep but uh and shouldn't be bothered with such trivial questions as to um who may have leaked your naughty bits on the internet but i would be lying if i didn't say you know Huh? Google, is this true? <laughs> no, I mean, you remember me. the massive... Excuse me. Not Google, is this true? Pornhub. <laughs> or, for my Redditors out there, sauce, please. Woo! <laughs> 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 right. Like, I was like, dog, come on, don't keep that from me. Why would we mention it and not post the link? The fuck? That's like... I don't, I don't know. That would be like... Finding out somebody had... Ooh, wow. That would be like starting a rumor that Vanilla Ice is dead? No, I was going to say it would be like, you know, somebody spreading a rumor that uh, Michelle Obama bikini pics had right? And I just chose... That might be more scandalous. <laughs> I chose not to be that disrespectful, right? <laughs> so, but if that had happened, why would you not post them? Remember the giant nude celebrity leak before? I will admit, like... I did Google that, and then it came with, like, a, a table of contents. How many celebrities had their shit leaked? Oh, you talking about, um, dude, what was that shit? Jennifer called? Lawrence, like, yeah, like yeah, everybody. Them, them Jennifer Lawrence picks, dog. Um, Olivia Munn, shout out. Listen. Congratulations on your kid with, um, uh, This is a no Bar podcast that my wife listens to, and I'm very, like, open Clearly. <laughs> about the things that, you know. But dog, them just look, listen. That I that iCloud leak was dangerous business for Oh yeah. And now like what's even better oh better, it's not better. It's what's even more predatory about that is like the prevalence of um, deep fakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of them deep fakes have source material, right? <laughs> like Dude, they had pictures, allegedly, had pictures of Jennifer Lawrence, like, in all her glory. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and those was, like, 
the headline for that whole league. Yeah. Oh, man, that was... God. I mean, that was the first name I said, and there were so many more. Yeah. I was like, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and it's like, I can't even remember who all was on there. Fucking like, it was like Jennifer Lawrence, Grande, Olivia Munn, and those were the ones. And pictures on there. Some uh, of the Emma, the famous Emmas, Stone, Roberts, yeah, Watson. Yeah, I'm sure we had some Margot Robbie leaks in there. Just, Probably. Just... Terrible. I feel like Margot Robbie might just be like, all right, slip them out, and, the, and they'll 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 go public at the cover of night. I don't. You think any celebrities were actually like that? Um, there was like I think Bella Thorne, like you know, not embraced it, but like leaked more or like leaked the ones of her beforehand. That we, I feel like there was total. I don't know if it was Bella Thorne, but there was totally a celebrity that kind of like got out ahead of it and was like, fine, here the fuck they are. Like, I think Olivia Munn might have been one of them, too, who was like, fine, fuck it. You guys want to see my tits that bad? Boom. Guess what? Now nobody can make money off of it. Well, because, yeah, if you do it yourself, speaking of that... <laughs> I was just about to speaking say Speaking of that, speaking of beloved pop stars, um, you know, leaking their naughty bits and taking their power back, our Within girl... Within a month! Within a month of literally getting her power back, our girl Britney Spears jumped out there, son, and was like, You gotta take it. the power back! Fuck it. Queen, do your thing, right? And posted her nudes on Instagram for, I think it's not, maybe not on Instagram. I just, what I people saw have been looking for since she was like 1998 yo i'm pretty sure there is some like was it her getting out of the fucking car like that with her in the yeah, dress uh, no the, Lindsay. that was that Lindsay. Was Lindsay. Oh, that was God. Lindsay. wow nostalgic <laughs> fucking nostalgic oh man do you think Lindsay lohan's life would have been better or worse with social media at the time Oh, absolutely was. Because I feel like Lindsay I think was, it would be better. No, I think Lindsay was ahead of all of that shit as well. Like Did she? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was probably so, both of them. Yeah. Just had to crunch all that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Look put like up. a thing Look up that's a <laughs> I could, but my computer was being fucking slow right now. Like, yeah, but I mean if you had if you had a, if Lindsay had a chance to just like kind of control the narrative herself. No. Do you remember what happened when Amanda Bynes had, like, a Twitter and was able to control the narrative Oh, then herself? she... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I know on this show we try not to call, like, people crazy and stuff like that, but Amanda Bynes literally tweeted in, like, the middle of the night that she wanted Drake to murder her pussy dog. Oh, yeah. Like, that was one of the thirstiest things I think a celebrity has done on the internet. Right, aside from Jack Harlow, like, walking up to Sweetie on the red carpet and shooting his shot. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Please tell me it was mid-interview. I want to say it was mid-interview, yo. Uh, dude, yeah, no, but Britney Spears apparently, you know, felt empowered and wanted to display that power by... Show her power. <laughs> Showing her power. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> on the internet. And, um, cheers to you, Queen. I uh, have been here for it since I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's take a break on that note. Or do you have that any other follow very, That is a very weird spot to take a break. Okay. Like, it makes it seem like we're going to go <laughs> after thinking about Jill Scott. Oh wow, could you imagine that? 
Jill Scott and Britney Spears. God. Jill Scott would just, would like, ruin Britney. I feel some kind of way about the way you said that. Break? I don't know. Break? (laughs) I feel like I couldn't go any more into that. No. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no. Mm, this podcast just got very aggro, I feel like. <laughs> there go our three female listeners. The magic of editing, everybody. <laughs> no, fuck that. Leave it in. Anyway, we can go over it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have another follow-up off of that. Because I actually think I remember you saying that you had to ask me about something about these two that I had some kind of feeling about some kind of way. Is a Joe Scott sex tape something you would be interested in seeing, though? I mean, sex tape? No, I'd probably like check pictures. Because I told you, like, for me, it's like, like, I'm not as attracted to like bigger women because it's like, it's, there is a sense of self conscious for me where it's like. RIP your DM, Joe. Like, I'm. Like, I'm super tall and super likey, and I'm just like, I still want to be able to feel like I can pick. Yeah, it would be, I feel like it'd be a little awkward for me. Because you you you'd be afraid you'd get dominated. No, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... No, that's what I'm hearing. That's exactly what I'm hearing. You no, what you were going to say that you stopped saying was I would I still want to be able to like pick you yes! up. Yes, all right, you got me. Yeah. You got me. So what you gonna do when she pick you up? Then <laughs> your ass against the wall. That's what you afraid of. Strong black woman coming in there and. Put you Can you this? take me higher? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. To a place I can't reach. Here's what you need. You name need... the band. Is that Creed? Yeah. <laughs> right, Which is on. even funnier. <laughs> come on. Not as funny because as that song is about God. Not as funny as you getting dominated by a Jill Scott. I'm here for it. Or a Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need. You need a big black freak to put it on. <laughs> and look, they got him. All we need to do is take you to Afropunk one time, son. Yo, listen. Listen. You when I was your, at the casino, I would get hit on by elder black women all the time. You get your hands on, like, a punk rock BBW. Like, dog. I'm telling you, Zig will never be the same, y'all. He'll <laughs> never be the same. He might even actually gain some fucking weight. Look, I'm our gonna, listeners so, are gonna like, be like, yo, stop, stop shaming him. No, like the thing is, listeners, I'm actually very secure in my body. That's fine. I know I need to gain weight, but I'm also not gonna be like. You don't need to gain weight. You need to be healthy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also like, not gonna like wear a shirt at the beach. Right. But my point is, you know, you could be perfectly healthy for your height right now with what you're at. If you gain too much weight or too much more weight, it might be a problem for you. You already got a long way to travel. I'm basically built like Kevin Durant, except shorter, wider, and not nearly as good at basketball. And on that note, I think we're going to take a break. (laughs) I mean, Louis Black is... A rather angry person. I, I will give you that. That sounded so forced. <laughs> like, hey, we're back recording, and we were talking about, guess what? Louis Black, before we um, 
came back on. The comedian, stand-up, known for his angry political rants. I definitely feel like probably should have ran for office at some point. He could have potentially saved us from Donald Trump. We'll talk about running for office later. Just like, uh, what was that comedian that was like, wasn't he like a senator or whatever? Um, Al Roker. No, not Al Roker. Shank Uger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was definitely like, he was like a representative or a senator. And um, he resigned when a whole, like, it was during the Me Too movement. And That's like, Al Roker. Or not Al Roker. Um, no. Yes, exactly. You know who no, I'm talking not about. Al Roker. Oh, Al man. Franken. There That's you it. go. Al Franken. Yes. Yes. Al fucking Franken. Oh, my God. I'm. I get it. I get it. I I understand why he did it, right? Because he was trying to set the standard yeah. for that kind of thing. When it happens to you, he didn't, you know, he didn't do an apology tour, right? He was yep. like, what I did was wrong. It was irreprehensible. And I'm stepping down from my position because I don't want it to damage my party, right? Yep. God damn it. If it wasn't the worst fucking decision that could have politically ever have been made. Right, and I say that, right, hear me out, ladies, because do you know who would have shut Donald the fuck down? Al Franken. Franken, a literal comedian turned politician who would have been able to. So, the only. Al Franken is a contemporary of, like, Jon Stewart. Yes, so the only caveat to that is, is we may have ended up with Al Franken as president, and I don't know how that would have turned out <laughs> right like but who is al franken's running mate john stewart right this is uh dude what is that fucking bernie mac movie god damn it um no it's a chris rock movie a uh, head of state this is head of state right but with al franken and john stewart instead of chris rock and bernie mac. I, so two Jewish guys instead of two black guys yeah have we ever we don't I don't think we've ever had a Jewish president no which is it's off the wall that we've had two Roman Catholics as president with Biden being the second right the first being JFK boom Um, that was one of the most controversial fuck your life (laughs) that was why he was such a controversial candidate they were like oh man then not the Pope that, is gonna control America it's not just that um it was cause he was young too right and also like disease riddled like no offense but like JFK was like barely alive yeah <laughs> right and they thought he was like fraternizing he didn't even the finish his term like wow wow okay okay um <laughs> So you know who else didn't get to finish? That dude who has Jason Derulo. If he was Usher. How about how about I'll say transition on this one? Tell me no. Tell me you saw this. Please tell me you saw Jason Derulo wash this. Like, oh my god. Yo, you didn't see it? No. Oh my god. Dude, so he was like, I don't know, coming out of a fucking airport or whatever, and um. He's walking with security, and across the way, this dude just yells, like, Hey, Usher! And Jason Derulo, like, fucking snapped. And ran at this nigga. And, like, 
Security was all yo, it was fucking hold on, let me see if I can find the video. Here we go. Shout out to Oh, the it's from TMZ? The most reliable news source now for some fucking reason. I mean, isn't Harvey a lawyer though? Like he knows they know what they're doing over there. Age restricted? Wow. Wow. Suck my dick. Either that or really fucked this guy up. No, I've seen the video. It was one of them hold me back kind of fights. Hey, yo, why slap him, dog? Hey, yo, why slap him? Hey, that's your Why slap him? Why slap him? Why slap him? Oh, wow. He went right at him. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Look, no, I told you he wasn't playing, right? Wow. Don't touch my boy. Don't touch my boy. Hey. Wow. Tarulo was all about that smoke. Hey. Cold. Flatline that nigga, son. I told you, Jason Derulo wasn't playing. He does not like the Usher comparison. I don't know why. I want to know why. Can can somebody get me in kind? I'm sure he don't want to talk about it. You see, it's one thing it, to get the comparison. It's another to be called the other Somebody person. get me in contact with Jason Derulo. I want to know why there was so much hatred for the Usher comparison. Right? You know like, what? So, like, no, there's another one. Chad Smith, the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He gets compared. He gets confused with Will Ferrell so much that not only is it a meme, but they like he makes public appearances and makes sure that nobody is just like, "Hey, Will Ferrell, I love you." That's funny. Hey, I like that little bit of uh, uh, that little Easter egg. Have you ever seen? Look at the Twitter. two, com the two compared, Chad Smith and Will Ferrell. I was gonna say I've never, I've never. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Comparison. Chad Smith and Will Ferrell is like creepy. It's a creepy Hold on, Wow. Okay, so it was like the third thing that popped up when I typed it in the search. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. I so, forgot that yeah, they did no. it so much that they did a uh, Will Ferrell, Chad Smith drum off. Who's and old? And Chad Smith was like, yeah, now never call me Will Ferrell ever again. Who is older? I'm pretty sure Chad is older. Chad is 60. Yep. Will is 54. Yeah, so, wow, it's like Will looking into the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. That's Another funny. one I saw that was great. It was That's like Sephiroth looks like David Bowie. You know one that I saw that really fucked me up and will probably ruin a lot of Spank Bank material you have saved? You know who looks a lot like Christopher Walken? Who? Fucking name. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. If you look up young pictures of Christopher Walken, <laughs> Yo, it's like that person on Twitter when you were telling me about, or like, he said something that everybody was roasting him. They were like, your girlfriend looks like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Hold on. I'm about to blow your mind, yo. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's one of two things. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. And, right? Yeah. Like, let that let that sink in. I mean, we may post this uh, comparison up on Instagram. It's definitely post a picture in the description <laughs> for the episode. 
just so people know what we talk about. But yeah, no, if you haven't seen it, I, I hate to do it to you, but <laughs> go ahead and look it up. It's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christopher Walken got... They definitely have to be, like, related, like, through, like, distant cousins or something like that. Because that fucking... That comparison is almost a little too uncanny, right? I I feel like that's Hollywood nepotism at work. But if I talk anymore, I'm going to sound like, you know, it's tinfoil head time. So... Well, you know what's kind of related in some sort of way? Some sort of, like, far-reaching, icy hot after kind of way. I actually have some icy hot in my bag from my shoulder. But that's wow, another point. Wow, but you got washed it. <laughs> he carry around Icy Hot in his backpack, but he claims he's not washed yet, though. Okay, so how is, what's, what, what you got? What's relatable? Everything that's happened on this day in history. Oh, I like how you did that. Okay, you earned that. Go for it. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. On this day in history, one week from today. This day in history, but not today, like literally the next week, like the next week, but on the the same day. The day that you're listening to this. The day that you will be listening to this. January 15th. Not the day we're recording it, but the day that it drops. Yes. But not today, like one week from from today. Today. So not like really one week from today, but like six days from today when this drops, if we get it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, in <laughs> fucking you. <laughs> I'm not even, it wasn't even a dig. Don't even take it as a dig. At least I have episodes out every week, ah, Mr. Videographer. Ah, ah, that's the rub. <laughs> Go for it. January 15th, in 1535. Okay. King Henry VIII declares himself the head of Church of England. And for everybody who wants to know about this, Henry VIII was the one with seven wives. And um, the reason the Church of England became a thing was because after the first wife, he he was like, look, I I want a divorce. Yo, Pope guy, can you get me this annulment? And he's like, no. Yo, Pope guy. (laughs) And Pope guy is like, "Uh, no. What's up, I'm Pope guy. So so Henry VIII was like, okay, fuck you. I'm making the Church of England, and I'm going to be the head of it so I can divorce this person and get married to Anne Boleyn. And then it all goes downhill from there. And that is why England, or the United Kingdom, doesn't count as the rest of you, right? Because in that single motion, that is when England says, you know what? I'm not even connected to y'all like that. Honestly, y'all pretended like I wasn't here for the longest time. You know, you didn't really start fucking with me until, you know... I started making noise and all of a sudden I got to listen to Pope guy. Nah, you know what? With the pussy so good, it fractures European politics for eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So shout out to all you women. That's true power right there. Wow. The power to (laughs) shape global politics for the geo that's real big shit. That's real big pervert energy. 
Go ahead. In 18, Go off. In 1892, James Naismith publishes the rules for basketball. So, when is this in relation to when they started like, the black people play? Um, well, there wasn't an NBA until like the 50s. Okay, so wait, when were the rules for basketball established? 1892. 1892. So you're talking like a full, like, 60 years before an actual a basketball association was established. Yeah, and then the Celtics started dominating in the 60s. Before they let, well, not before they let black people play. No, Bill Russell was the cornerstone of all of that. And Bill Russell yeah. is like, like, um... Have you seen the picture? It's him, Kareem, Muhammad Ali. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, it's it's an iconic picture. I I, I probably have. Bill Russell, um, Muhammad Ali, Kareem. Yep. Jim Brown. M U H. Nope. Yes. Yeah. The Ali Summit. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I have seen this picture. So, yeah. Uh, Bill Russell was the cornerstone of the Celtics in the 60s, and he was taken in that picture with Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown. So, I don't think the NBA has actually ever had any form of restriction on black players playing, because when it was formed, it was also after MLB had already integrated and pretty much that started a cascade effect in all of the other professional sports leagues to where black players could play. Ooh, look at you trying to school me. Um, I will definitely table this talk for later because I would like to contest that notion. Let's move on to your third fact of the day. In 2001... In 2001... Oh, this is a recent one. I guess. In internet skepticism news, as it begins, Wikipedia is created. Hey, shout out to the death of the encyclopedia. <laughs> because Wikipedia is definitely the greatest research tool ever created. It today. is a great square one. Wikipedia is the rebirth of the Library of Alexandria. That's a hot take. I and you heard it here first. The top 10 greatest things that the internet has ever produced, where do you put Wikipedia? Mm. Definitely in the top five, right? Because I feel like Wikipedia, even though it is not given its credit, it is kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio of the internet. How Be far behind Pornhub is Wikipedia? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Because I was going to say, before we Googled things, right, there was a Wikipedia. Before we YouTube things, right? There was a Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Before things would ever be trending, there was definitely a Wikipedia. Fun, fun game for everybody. Somebody give anyone a starting point on Wikipedia and then give them an ending point and see how many clicks it takes to get there. Ooh, see, listen. Wikipedia has been breaking ground for a long time, right? But you know who else has been breaking ground for? Dude, when was Pornhub founded? You could look it up on Wikipedia. Ah! 
See? 2000. First, first link on Google. <laughs> okay, I think that answers the question though, right? Wikipedia has to be above Pornhub, which was, by the way, first launched May 25th, no, I, 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 2007. Now, what about favorites? <laughs> 2007 seems way later than I would have thought Pornhub would have been launched, though. That's like. Well, literally... I mean, we already had the discussion 90% of the internet is porn. Yeah, but, like. And I think I even used the rant that, like the the way to describe it so, is like the realm of God in my perception of the work of existence. No, 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 no. Hold all that existential bullshit for a second, because now I'm pondering the thought that, or like, I'm trying to remember where I went to look for porn on the internet before 2007, right? Because that there was no porn. You want to know where you went for porn? You watched Moulin Rouge. Cinemax, right? So is that was that the death of like cable porn? 2007? Could we mark that? As Probably. The death of cable porn. Damn. I mean, Pornhub made it free. And I'm sure Pornhub wasn't the first tube site, but like I said, you know, I was 17. The internet was still like in its infancy around that time. Um, if you look at the Pornhub logo, what logo does it look like? YouTube's. I'm kind of, okay, kind of, right? Like, the it's like that whole version. thing why so many picked Team Mystic for Pokemon Go because it was in the middle wow. and and it was blue wow. and like blue is a common color. Okay, so what do you think came first, YouTube or porn? YouTube. YouTube was 2006? 2005. 2004 or 5. Because I remember YouTube just came. No, do you remember? Like the uh, the show on G4 that was like three websites of this week. It was April 23rd. I remember there was one where there was like, up, oh, yeah, this is a really lame one. We have RuneScape and we have this thing called YouTube where everybody's uploading. February 14th, so Valentine's Day, 2005, was the launch date of YouTube, right? So that literally means somebody was on YouTube hard. It was like. <laughs> somebody was on YouTube hard and was like, you know what would be great? <laughs> if we did this, but for porn. <laughs> and thus, <laughs> uh, so does that mean we have YouTube to thank for Pornhub? That's a good take. That's a good take. A I also saw- There's a lot of porn in this episode. It's very Jesus and Mara. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a uh, another great take that uh, Banky sent us on TikTok. Shout out Banky. If everything in 2022 goes back to normal, then Betty White is the new messiah and she died for our sins. Uh, I would like to argue that Sidney Poitier just passed and you should put some respect on the Jackie Robinson of acting. Not my credit. I believe I saw it on IMDb or somewhere. Betty White is, was, is a national treasure and should always be you know, admired. Like we said, gave her her roses while she was still alive. Right. But you know who... But we... she's just so purely beloved by, like, everyone that you know, if everything goes back to normal, we can thank Betty White. It's what? like... It's like uh, when Aerith in Final Fantasy VII died and then Holy needed to come out and it was like, Aerith! And then everything was okay. Because that giant, like warping thing fought off meteor and that's betty white 
I feel some kind of way about you derailing my conversation about a national blackmail icon to continue inflating the already established admiration of this white woman. Because you actually mentioned her after Sidney Poitier, which, by the way, was the first black actor to ever win an Academy Award. Wow. Y'all see how he tried to, you know, recover just now by making sure I wasn't able to state that? Uh, the reason why Sidney Poitier was and is and will continue to be so important to, um, I guess, you know, the climate and the culture as far as acting and, you know, black culture is concerned is because, yeah, no, Sidney Poitier really was the Jackie Robinson of acting. He was the first black male actor to uh, receive the best male actor award for the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was, continued to carry that attitude throughout lots of other roles of activism. Like, you know, it was him and Bill Cosby who really paved the way and opened up a lot of doors for black male actors in Hollywood. And, you know, circumvently, also black female actors mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So that's kind of what made the whole Bill Cosby thing hard for black people to deal with, right? It's the same way y'all handle Woody Allen, right? Like, like He's Jewish. <laughs> case in point, it's the same way <laughs> y'all handle Woody Allen, right? Like, Bill Cosby was so controversial because, yes, he did break these barriers and, you know, open these doors for people by being, like, the first, like, one of the first leading black male faces on primetime TV. Right. He was and Sidney basi- Poitier was that, but for the big screen. Right? He was basically so. Sidney Poitier was basically the first black actor that was mainstream casted and not as a vaudevillian character. Right, or not like a step and fetch it kind of role. And I don't know if you know step and fetch it. That's for like you know collegiate black media. <laughs> I am. Experts. I don't know that term. Uh, step and fetch it was the slow like here you go boss I do remember that and then they even put makeup on him to exaggerate even more right so that's where that caricature comes from it was a literal character called step and fetch it once blackface became I guess maybe too controversial or whatever it is you know they circumvented that by there's that word again for the second time today that I don't know if I'm using correctly yet. Circumventing? Uh, no, yeah. you are. Uh, um, but, yeah, they circumvented the blackface narrative by putting actual black people in those roles. But what a lot of people didn't know about Step and Fetch It, whose real name was Lincoln Theodore, Mo- Lincoln Theodore Monroe Andrew Perry, right? So Lincoln Perry, also known as Step and Fetch It, was a uh, black caricature of like the slow kind of comical magical black stereotype yeah right um for a lot of like your earlier 1920s movies and stuff like that um some of his big, biggest movies being bend of the river 1952 charlie chan in egypt 1935 and judge priest in 1934 right and i don't have that knowledge off the top of my head y'all i don't want anybody to like fall under like hollywood magic and think that like i just had all that story i'm literally looking this shit up that baseball knowledge i dropped last week though all off the top that's that's all he's good with that 
not me. I am like a random factory. No, what a lot of people don't know about Lincoln Perry, though, was that he was like a pretty well-known journalist and like extremely smart and had like several different like businesses and like widely accredited like published pieces of journalism and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Meanwhile, he funded all of that by playing this trope. Yeah, this trope. So it created this weird dichotomy. Yeah, weird dichotomy for people to. That's the word I was thinking of, but I was thinking there was a different one. Anyway, it created this weird dichotomy for like black people to deal with. Like, where is, is it okay to portray a buffoon, right? As long as you're using it to fund greater ventures. Kind of like, you know, Tyler Perry dressing up in drag to promote Christianity, right? Yeah. The whole, like, to change a monster, you have to become the monster type thing. I mean, not that drag, oh, God, I feel like that was a poor choice of words to follow. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying, though, right? Before everybody gets triggered. (laughs) No, I get what you're saying. If I want to go real, if I want to fix it, I can quote Nietzsche and say, when you look into the void, be careful, the void does not look back into thee. Um, Or you could compare it to Stephen Colbert doing the Colbert Report. Yes. Right? Where he was such a good parody of the Republican stereotype that Republicans started ironically, like, following and, like, admiring Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Right? To the point that they were, like, hurt when he became the Late Show host and he went against Trump as hard as he did. I feel like we have become so far removed from a lot of the stuff that happened in uh, Sidney Poitier's era that was extremely, like, defining and Which I've mentioned on this podcast several times, right? Like, I've always said the... Reconstruction era all the way up to the civil rights era is widely misunderstood and not and widely overlooked, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happened in there. It's like the Star Wars prequels, right? Like, it's the boring part. Um, <laughs> it It's only boring because it's, it's extremely gruesome, right? Like, and not just for, like, black culture, right? Mm-hmm. For American culture. A lot of stuff happened in there. You have the worker revolution that happened during that period. Jim Crow. Right? You have Jim Crow, Reconstruction in itself. Ellis Island. Uh, you have the uh, Great Depression, the Great Republican Depression. The, Everybody coming over from Europe. Right, right. So all of that stuff happened during that time period. And then, like, the Civil Rights era is, like... So if that's the Star Wars prequels, then the Civil Rights era is, like, the original trilogy. Right? Yeah. It includes World War Two, right? And it finishes with, like, Vietnam. So, right? And, and everybody... <laughs> so that's actually interesting that you're talking about this period in history. So, because whenever white people are like, well, Irish were stereotype, yeah, Italians were discriminated against, that's because it was actually, actually ethnocentric in... Yeah, that's uh, when America was... It was actually ethnocentric and based racist. off of the people who were already established in America. Right. So when they said no Irish, no Italians, they meant no foreigners? Yeah, because before then you had the French, 
the Dutch, the English, right? And the Portuguese, right? Which are like, oh. Spanish, too. Yeah, yes. The Spanish, yeah. So the French, the Dutch, the Portuguese, and the Spanish, right? That's that's who was in America yeah. at that time, right? It was and, like great value Western Europe. Right. And black people. Yeah. Right? <laughs> African. Some might say Native Americans, but <laughs> that's a discussion for another one. Um, we'll save that for near, or for uh, what what do they call it? Native American Heritage Day. Oh, so you want to go? You want to trend for the wrong reasons on Native American? For some might say for the right reasons on Native American Heritage. Sydney Poitier legacy, I feel like, is just as underrated as that time period. Um, especially because you know his legacy took place within and around that time period. Mm-hmm. I just feel like... 40s, 50s, 60s, right? A lot of my problem with the, our generation and the new generation is how quickly we forget things from like the boomer era and back because it's like our disdain for that era yeah. is so intense that we tend to simplify a lot of, oversimplify a lot of the stuff that happened during that time period. Right, because it just reminds us of our grandparents and racism and backwardsness, right? But I really think that we should pay a lot more attention to the things that happened in that time period because they are the prequels to what we are dealing with now. Yep. Right? Um, it is the Infinity War to our endgame. And on that note, I have to go pee. So we'll be back. <laughs> You know what one of the most frustrating comparisons for me I've ever gotten? And I've, I've gotten it a few times. Ted from How I Met Your Mother. He's the narrator. He's also the perpetually single one simping over Robin. He's like the butt of a bunch of jokes. It's really what? annoying. No, 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 no. Character-wise. Oh. You know how people are like, you're this person for this show, you're that person. I'm like, uh, they called me Ted. I was like, you could eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, I take that. I would take that as an insult. I would take that as an insult. I, like, the thing is, general rule of thumb when it comes to telling somebody they look like someone, only tell them if you think they will take it as a compliment. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go up to somebody and be like, hey, you look like Steve Buscemi. Currently, like Steve Buscemi would take that as an insult. So last week was Christmas. Do we have to give a premise for this? Because I just, I literally just blanked on the name Spike Lee. It does. Well, let's get, let's give a preface because I didn't actually put this into the episode. Oh, for real? Yeah. So okay. Last week was Christmas, so I gave Doc a picture. Not last week. It was like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, but yeah, I gave Doc a picture. Uh, a collage of Spike Lee looking into the camera very disappointingly, very surrounded by uh, like 16 different movie posters for Brad Pitt movies. <sighs> a troll gift, if you will. A Beautiful collage. From a troll. Got a frame. Yes, he did. Very nice frame. Extremely disappointed that he put that, that picture in such a nice frame. 
actually. That frame was from the dollar store. Hey, still a nice frame. My son was looking at the picture, shout out to Des, and said that Spike Lee looked like an older version of me. And I don't know if I appreciate that. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not saying that Spike Lee looked like Steve Buscemi, but I am saying I don't feel like I look like Spike Lee. I've My always eyes felt definitely some... aren't like that. Not that Spike has bugged out eyes or whatever, but my eyes are a little bit more rested than Spike, right? I, I feel like my head... Well, Spike has dealt with a lot of stress in his life. I feel like my head isn't as round as Spike, and I also feel like I'm fucking taller than Spike. I've always felt some sort of way about the comparison that I always get of Cameron from Ferris Bueller. I'm like, I don't know exactly okay, how I on, feel that about that. Okay, hold on, that one... It's so is, dead on. That one's a little closer. Also... We might, me and Spike Lee might be the same height. So if I have to accept that I'm as tall as Spike Lee, you have to accept that you might look like Cameron. Well, all right. So look up Succession real quick, because I know he's in Succession. What is his name? What is his fucking name? Alan Ruck. Oh, Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck in Succession. That is not who. That is not what I would have thought his name was going to be. If I can keep it a whole ass band with you. Yeah, dude, I can totally see it. But I mean, like, if that's what I'm gonna look like when I'm older... Can you not see it? I'm can probably you, okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I can see it. I can totally see it. <laughs> that's like Silver Fox level of older white guy. Okay, listen. Um, I'm not saying he's he's Anderson Cooper tier, It's but... either that or Benedict Cumbersnatch. You just called him Benedict Cumbersnatch. Fine, look at pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch. Benfield, I'm a catch. <laughs> I had to stop myself because I'm Benfield, I'm on catch. <laughs> I stop because I'm gonna forget how to fucking spell his name if you keep going. You already spelled it yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know it's an E, not an I. Okay, so like Alan Ruck mixed with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ladies, how how handsome is Benedict Cumberbatch to you? That's all I want to know. I can't answer that question. I've always been like, but our he's very looking. distinct looking. Well, I guess I've always thought he looks more anemic than he does in those pictures. Wow. He kind of, no offense, Benedict, reminds me of a praying mantis. It's just the jaw structure. Yeah. And the jaw structure has always been the one that's kind of thrown me off. His eyes aren't as buggy as the Praying Also, Mantis. like, it's hard for me to see the comparison, considering Sherlock, ha he has, like, such curly hair. And my my hair is, is straight as shit. Hey, watch me, though. Speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, Spider-Man No Way Home has hit $1.53 billion worldwide at the box. That's like Jay-Z's net worth. Wow. <laughs> uh, making it the number eight highest grossing movie of all time that's pretty good pretty fucking good right uh it's surpassed so uh locally it has surpassed the titanic in local sales right so um american sales yes okay yeah local sales if we look at the highest grossing films of all time right seven of the top 10 highest grossing films of all time are sci-fi movies huh 
the only two not being sci-fi movies, or three not being sci-fi movies, Titanic, The Lion King, and Furious 7, right? And Furious 7 is arguable. The others are The Avengers at number nine, Spider-Man currently at number eight, Jurassic World at number six, Avengers Infinity War at number five, Star Wars Force Awakens at number four, Titanic at number three, Avengers Endgame at number two, and Avatar at number one. All right, right, so I have a couple of things to say about this. One, I feel like Avatar is like Schrodinger's box office hit. As in? It's huge, but no one's ever seen it. <laughs> so like, I know, right? That Okay, so when I hear stuff like that, it really keys in home to me how many people exist on this planet, right? Because you can widely know an array of people who have never seen this fucking movie, yet everybody has seen this fucking movie. $2.8 billion worth of people have seen this In movie. 2009, that's colossal. Yeah, right? For inflation, that's probably like close to five billion. Which amazes me because it's just Pocahontas in space. Right. The other thing this shows me, right. the list, is that's just the how recent are all of these movies? Oh, they're all within the last 20 years? This tells me about the value of currency worldwide is generally inflating. And two, if you look at all of those movies as well, with a lot of them being sci-fi movies from major franchises, it's that we are leaning into the theater movie experience as spectacle and not as film. Is that how you take it, Martin Scorsese? I enjoy spectacle. I also noticed that as I think I mentioned earlier, as I believe I mentioned, they're all sci-fi. Seven and a half. I'm counting Fast Seven as kind of sci-fi. <laughs> but it's a, as you mentioned off mic, it's a genre that's not critically taken seriously, yeah. right? Like sci-fi movies outside of like The Martian and uh, what was that one with George Interstellar? Clooney? Yeah, you know, no, not George Clooney. Um, that's so, Matthew inter- McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. So. Martian, Interstellar, and uh, the one with George Clooney and... Um, Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks. No, that's not sci-fi. That's just science. Science. Oh, yeah, great. Those kinds of movies, right, are like pseudo-sci-fi dramas, right? Yeah. Those are the kinds of sci-fi movies that tend to impress the critics, right? Like, movies that kind of almost strip away the fun of sci-fi, make it... Make sense a drama, right? <laughs> they make it really intense and take the fantasy out of it. But sci-fi also, in the fantasy realm, punches big numbers at the fucking box office. Like, if we go outside of the top ten, right? No, so if I go down to the next five, right? We have Frozen in at 11. Here we come with another Marvel movie, Avengers Age of Ultron, then Black Panther, right? Yeah. At 13. 14 is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Star Wars at number 15, right? So that's more sci-fi movies, right? of those 15, only one of them got love from the Academy in Titanic. 
Yeah, no, because I don't think Frozen 2 would got much love from the Academy either. I mean, I might be wrong about Frozen that. Frozen 1, I think, got best animated film, but and not Frozen 2. That comes in at 17 after Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Finally, right. So, once again, at... Or did I... So, number 17, right? Like, all of these films were made within the past 20 years. Right. A lot of them are sci-fi. But that's also yeah. if you consider superhero movies sci-fi. Which we right? personally are. I Yeah, I personally consider superhero movies sci-fi. Because what other fucking category would you put them into other than fantasy? And then you have Captain America standing up against Harry Potter, and that's weird, right? That sounds like a video game. No, that's the DC universe. That's what, you know, magic exists in the DC universe, not in the Marvel. I, Dear God, that's going to be a secret layer too eventually. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, Spider-Man No Way Home continues to dominate the box office. Doesn't surprise me. Um, no, because Spider-Man was, outside of Superman and Batman, the most popular superhero, I don't know if globally, but definitely here in America. Um, so it just consider all the more reason why Sony was probably so hard pressed to actually give up the Spider-Man IP. You know what else really doesn't surprise me? Judge Steve Harvey. Excuse me, what? <laughs> oh, yo, it's me! It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who man is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man is this? You serious? Yep, Hulu launched a new weekly show. Okay, Hulu. Judge Steve Harvey. Coming in for the random takes. All right, Judge Steve Harvey. So tell me what this show is about um, and what it's like. It is Judge Judy with Steve Harvey. Wow, okay, but Steve Harvey's not a judge, so what kind of cases is he actually presiding so, over? the first one was uh, two former friends, neighbors, who one had a tree and during a storm it knocked over the it knocked over the fence and then they were bitching about it for like four years and at the end of it Steve was like this is bullshit I award neither of you anything <laughs> okay so it's like family feud courtroom um, the second one was okay sisters arguing over the one sister giving the other one $6,000 to pay for their their brother's funeral. And she used that $6,000 to help pay for her uh, Brazilian butt lift. I'm sorry, did you say Brazilian butt lift? I did. <laughs> she was bragging about it. <laughs> no, dog, hold on, hold on. Wait, so the brother died. Yeah. And the sister came to her and was like, hey, yo, we need money to bury this nigga. Rest in peace. Right? And she was bury? like... Bury? Right. They right. got them cremated. Right. Right. If that. If that. It sounds like she may have just thrown this nigga in the river somewhere. Because um, you can't even get, like, a really good BBL for $6,000. That's like... Oh, no. The bill... That was only partially paid. Oh... For the $15,000 that she My. got for like three. Yeah, and you know who brought the receipt? Herself. She was like, no, this was paid before she gave me the money. She. On a credit card. 
So she brought a credit card receipt, as if that's not an indication that she has to then pay that money back, right? And the surgery was you don't done need after Judge the Steve funeral. Harvey. You don't need Judge Steve Harvey. I've, I've already solved this case. She trashy. And eventually she, she was like, I plead the fifth. And Steve was like, oh, you think this is a real court? <laughs> you can't plead the fifth 15 minutes into the fucking hearing. Like, you can't plead the fifth after you've already incriminated yourself. Right? Like, how the fuck does she think? And a BBL? Dog. Dog. I've heard, okay, like, not to expose nobody, but I've personally heard, you know, stories of people starting up GoFundMes for funeral expenses, right, and using them for absurdities such as getting your bathroom remodeled, yep. right? Like, son. I've heard of somebody taking son. money from a cancer charity to use it for a presidential campaign. Are you taking another pot shot at Donald Trump? I am. Wow. Wow. Speaking of GoFundMes and petitions, the petition for Cowboy Bebop to get Cowboy Bebop reinstated, revived for a season two on Netflix. The live action Cowboy the Bebop. The live action Cowboy Bebop. Uh, caveat A3. I don't know. Maybe not, though, because only one of them is trending at the moment. And it's trending because a petition was started after the show was canceled after only one season in what like two months after its debut on netflix right widely because it was panned by critics and fans because for... you guys don't know how to have fun y'all really don't no <laughs> y'all really don't i'm still watching the show to figure out what you guys are so angry about I, I don't see it. The show is fun. It's fun. Guys, it is. It's not the original, and you know what? Neither was Teen... It's the Teen Titans Go effect, right? Except for this time, we didn't have cutesy-wootsy cartoons. We had real people we could be angry at. It's the TMT version of Cowboy Bebop. I said it was the sci-fi channel version of Cowboy Bebop. That's close. We're, I think we're in pretty close... It's the TBS version. No, I won't give it to you. Yeah. It's not that bad. You're putting yeah, yeah. it in How I Met Your Mother territory. No, How I Met Your Mother was a primetime sitcom. Definitely like the sci-fi. So it's like if Josh Whedon had done Cowboy Beep, right? Like in his prime, when he was doing Firefly and shit like Wait that. Wait a second. We already did the perfect comparison to Xena and Kevin Sorbo's Hercules. Yes. Same, same era, right? It's all around the same era. So Josh Wheaton also had another show that was revived due to fan petitions in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly. Firefly right? only got the vote to be made into a movie, which was called Serenity. Right. I feel like this is in that wheelhouse, right? Like this show, I really feel like had a high bar to kind of achieve, right? Like yeah. This show was so well beloved it's like the fresh prince reboot right like when that gritty drama fresh prince reboot comes out it's going to be panned at first oh yeah and, and if you guys don't okay that's to say that will doesn't already anticipate that and is working hard to kind of like circumnavigate that kind of thing is he a producer or is he in it He's no, he's the executive, like okay. one of the executive producers. I was about to say, like, Will better not try to be like Uncle Phil or something. Like no, 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 no. The show though has switched showrunners and writing staff, I think, at least once now. 
who knows how that's going to go but maybe he's anticipating what kind of happened here with the cowboy bebop thing right um because this show is not it's not bad um the acting like i said in the first episode was a little bit over the top but as i get into the show the characters kind of settle in yeah like i said mustafa shakur like oh definitely carries shines. the show right i'm not upset at daniela pineda's interpretation of faye valentine as much as everybody else was either right like, i thought she was just extremely extra I don't remember Faye being that bitchy. Go back and watch the show. Like, it may seem like a bit more subtle because the original anime has more of a noir style to it. Yeah. But, like, if you look at them playing this up for live action, it I feel like it matches just fine. Yeah. I feel like we were way too harsh to this show at first, yep. especially considering some of the other bullshit that Netflix has coming up the pipeline. Literally bullshit. Did you guys know that Netflix has more game shows on the way? Not just Nailed It and um, some of like The Circle and other shows like that. Netflix literally has a game show coming up called Bullshit The Game Show. Hosted by Howie Mandel. Wow. Hosted by Howie Mandel. Hosted by Howie Mandel. According to Giant Freaking Robot, the show is all about BSing your opponent doesn't matter if you actually get the questions right and the show will be based around like general trivia questions from so the rules are made like. up and the points don't matter the game show rewards those who have a better knowledge of general trivia right but at the end of the day it will ultimately focus on those who can lie better so if you can convince more of your opponents that you know what you're talking about versus actually getting the answer right then you will still be awarded points, right? And now everybody has to remember, you're going to have to mix in things you know about and are not lying about to make your lying effective. What a twist! We call that gaslighting. So Gaslighting the Game Show will be a new venture of Netflix on its way to establish itself as not just like a TV channel at this point, because I said like Netflix wanted to be like a TV yeah. station in competition with like a CBS or an NBC, but I really think Netflix is gunning for like Comcast and Verizon. They really want to establish themselves as the death of cable. Because Netflix now has game shows, Right, like they have the floor is lava. They have nailed it. Um, too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. Too hot to handle Portuguese. Too hot to handle Japan. No, there's another one, Asian game show where they it's basically Survivor mixed with like the honeymooners. So it's wow. you can only get off the island with a partner. They have the circle, which was like real world with like TikTok celebrities and shit like that. And Netflix has the documentaries, right? Like the docu-series. They've got the award-winning television series. They've got award-winning movies at this point, right? Like Netflix is not playing around. And the thing is with Netflix, if you look at uh, all of the chains of ownership between media outlets and everything, yeah. Netflix is the only one that is purely isolated. Absolutely. There right. are no outside hands in Netflix. As a matter of fact, they've even, like, remember when Netflix was first the thing, for all of our Zoomers out there, the big draw to Netflix was you could come there to watch movies that, like, 
you couldn't find anywhere else, right? The original was, draw to Netflix was you oh, could order damn. six seasons damn, right. of a DVD series. Right, and get it in the mail, right, and keep that shit till you was done with it. If right? you wanted to watch 14 seasons of Golden Girls, yep. you could wait two to three weeks for the DVDs to come in the mail. This mail-in DVD service, right, has legitimately established itself as a serious competitor to the like cable markets that we grew up with. Yep. Right? Like the HBOs, Showtime, shout out to Deezus Amaro. Still there because of like boxing and stuff like but like stars and Cinemax, like remember Yeah, they're like, struggling. As, as we talked about earlier, Cinemax's whole thing was that's where you went to like, you know, jerk your gherkin in the middle of the fucking night. But And all of these other premium channels are like, look, we have this one really good show. We have this one really good yeah. show. Please come check out this one really good show. Right, like like stars and American gods. Now, when you go and watch regular TV, shout out to Drew Gooden. Like, now you got shit like uh, The Masked Singer and, like, Carpool Karaoke. Like, it's late night shows, daytime TV. It's all canned programming. Yeah, right? And half-bit competition shows. It's almost like the fucking 50s again, right? Like, because that's what was big during the 50s was, like, these talent competitions and game shows and shit. Yeah. Right? And then cable TV came around and you got, like, all of these soap operas and stuff like that in the 70s and in the 80s. You got sitcoms and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, competition shows, dating shows, and Big Brother-type shows are bound to work universally anywhere. And because of the writer's strike, and, you know, that's where we got reality TV from. Yeah. Right? And, of course, we had had bits of reality TV and, like, you know, the fabulous lives of the rich and famous and shows like that. And But before... God, you remember before, um, like, cops and stuff? The Kardashians... And before we had the Real Housewives or anything, reality TV was like... Survivor. The, no, the fucking, like, fishing channel and shit like that. Remember, like, with, like, fucking, like, Pro Golf League was, like, the closest... And that's, like, sports and stuff. So I guess, like, the closest you got to reality TV... I remember Survivor being, like, the reality TV show. I feel like this might be a little bit before your time then. Because, like, before Survivor... Like I said, you had, as far as reality TV got, you got like public access shows, like dudes on like Channel Three talking about Metallica at like fucking 4 a.m. in the morning and shit like that. Bob Ross was like the closest thing you got to reality TV then. But to pull it a little bit far back on topic, Cowboy Bebop has got that petition to get a second season. However, I will say I'm not the only thing I would hate about a second season was the would be the inclusion of the character Ed. Character bothered the I, fuck out of me. I haven't made it to Ed's character portrayal yet. They're not. Um, They're like he shows up as a post credits. Oh, okay. To pull it back on topics, you were saying uh, shows that ended up getting a continuation. Well, HBO is going to be a continuing a Batman Beyond. Yes. It is reported again by a giant freaking robot. HBO is in consideration right now to reboot the Batman Beyond franchise after its widely well-received addition to the uh, DC library. Yeah. Right? The show, the Batman Beyond cartoon series, which featured Terry McGinnis, the apprentice to Batman's grizzled old I'm too done with this shit yeah. retired self 
in what god what year 2030 2030 i think so it was like 2030 like 10 years from now they right? had flying cars and shit uh, we just it. entered the c-lab years right or no we just passed the c -Lab we just passed c-lab 20 21 yeah yeah um so, so we are now officially living past the future uh <laughs> welcome to the past future future the future. future past um days of future past so, Batman Beyond, <laughs> completely different franchise. Um, my question to you was, uh, the report from Giant Freaking Robot states that the show has, a, there's, there's not a whole lot of information around the reboot or revival as we'll call it yet because my question to you was, do you think they should reboot the show with like a clean slate, completely started all over and introduce it to a new audience before or... you finish your question con continuation i want to see a continuation you want to see a continue so do you remember what the last episode uh, we can i mean you can go watch it now on hbo max but do you remember what the last episode of batman beyond was i know it's i don't i i don't remember either but i will say that i love where terry's character was at I love the development of Terry's character. I love the development of old man Bruce. So, so they're at the point in their maturity as people throughout that series that I feel like HBO picking up where they both are would be better because like older Terry can tell older, older, more mature stories. So you want it? Okay. I feel that like HBO can cater to. Okay. So I got a few things. I feel like one, if they do it, they're definitely going to stick with a younger, more high school Terry to introduce the character to a high school audience, right? Which is why two, I feel like a entire reboot is necessary, but you can keep the Terry McGinnis character. I don't feel like it's necessary to quote unquote woke wash even though I hate the term, this and like reinvent the wheel here. There is precedent for them picking up an animated series as a continuation and not as a reboot. Right. Samurai Jack. No, I get that. But my third point was I don't and neither do you remember how Batman beyond the animated series ended so that it is. definitely leaves room for them to open up and i and, suppose i'd watch it regardless right and like i said they can keep terry mcginnis they can keep old man bruce oh and, it should definitely be terry and old man bruce right it's always going to be old man bruce right but they could they could get rid of terry right and introduce somebody entirely i would be upset if they got rid of terry because i love terry's character they could do damien Right, and I know Damien. Damien would be like an. Uh, Damien would be like fifty at this point. Would he? Yeah, it's old man Bruce oh, Wayne. Yeah, no, you're fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but it's also Hollywood, right? So it could be a child that's that too much old of a man stretch even Bruce for me. Wayne it could be like out his at like grandson. Whatever, that's my point. It doesn't have to be Terry, but it should be Terry. Absolutely, should be Terry. If we're going to do a full reboot i i feel like i'm leaning towards them doing a full reboot after talking about it i could go either way 
I wonder if they're going to keep the like you know same art style and stuff like that. It doesn't really say what studio would be behind the animation or anything like that because this is all still speculation. But as much of a cult classic as Batman Beyond is, and with fucking reception that it received, you know when they dropped it on the streaming services, I feel like. It's just in the money to go ahead and give it a shot. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, Batman they, is a really complex, difficult character that sometimes, even when you're doing an interview about the character, your kids can worry about your mental state. You talking about Ben Affleck? Sad Ben Affleck. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Where he's doing the interview with Her with Henry Cavill about Batman versus Superman. Is that the sad Affleck meme? Because that is I the thought sad it was meme. the one of him smoking the cigarette out behind the fucking restaurant or whatever the fuck. I feel said. like that's just like fuck it, I'm done with this, Affleck. The one I'm talking about is where he's in the black sweater on the black background and he's just, like, staring down and yeah, they no, zoom I've in. Seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen that one. Um, they usually put it to Simon and Garfunkel's Hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm here for a Batman revival. I was not aware that they were doing a Harry Potter reunion. Harry totally. Potter reunion without... J.K. Rowling. So, do you think that she should have been included in the reunion, though? Like, was she the director for the movie? No. She was just the executive. And the, I know she's the... Uh, don't do that. I know she's the author for the book. Chill out, Harry Potter stands, before y'all fucking come for me, right? Uh, take all that heat and direct it at J.K. and her transphobia. Uh, um, I feel like it's not really necessary for her to have been included in this reunion. Written statement. You want that in a written statement? Written statement thrown up on a transparency from a projector read by the character who played, what's his name? The dude with the teeth they would always make fun of. Read by Draco Malfoy. Oh, oh. Let's just say read by Draco Malfoy. The perfect amount of acknowledgement and villainy. I saw some clips from the reunion. The one that sticks out in my head was Emma Watson talking about how kissing Rupert Grant was like kissing her brother and Rupert looking like, damn, I, he like, yo, he was like super blown when she was like, oh God, it was like the worst thing ever. And he was like, damn, really? The worst thing ever? And she was like, it was like kissing my brother. And he was like, how can you argue with that? <laughs> And I just felt bad for the nigga. I don't know how anybody can feel good about hearing that. Like, I just I just don't. Who I, handles that type of response well? So, HBO has done three of these now, right? They've done the uh, Friends one, the, the Fresh Prince one. And now Harry Potter. And now Harry Potter. And I'm like, do we care about cast reunions that much for HBO to keep making these shits? Did you watch it? Quarantine culture. This is the cinema slash TV version of Versus. Really? You think? I remember growing up reunion specials were a thing. Specifically remember like the Facts of Life reunion special. Yeah. I even think they made like a movie, Facts of Life reunion movie or whatever. And I know, like, they do them for reality TV shows all the time. Yeah. Right? Like, where are they now? Like, 
is the drama still there? I didn't really watch any of these, right? Like I watched Me clips neither. from the Harry Potter one and I watched clips from the Fresh Prince one, but it wasn't something that- Isn't it just like them all sitting there talking about it? Yeah, the show and what it meant to them and how it helped them progress now and where they are now and what they think about it looking back. And I'm just like, are we that starved for content that we're willing to sit and watch rich people talk about the things that made them rich? Because that's essentially what it is, right? We're also here talking about rich people, talking about how they made it rich, talking about that. Very meta of you, sir. Fuck um, you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, is there a reunion we'd like to see? One that you feel like would be worth watching? It just made me, it also made me feel like, damn, it really has been that long since Harry Potter came, was a thing. Is there one for you? Because mine's not even remotely plausible or even one you would even think about. Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is Martin. And I don't, I feel like they have done a Martin reunion, but I'm not sure, right? Like other than that, no, no. I want a 1980s Master of the Universe reunion. So, you know they made, uh, they remade He-Man on that. Oh, I know, I want a reunion, like, where they all go, like, and introducing Skeletor! And they're all sitting there, they're like, wow. yeah, you remember so, that time we fought over Castle Grayskull? What you nah, want? yes, I do, you non-stinking, no, 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 poop, poop. No, so what you want is a fucking robot chicken sketch, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. Essentially what you're asking yeah. for is a robot chicken sketch. An outright, like, people coming and sitting there talking about making the show and everything of a show? Probably not. I don't really want to know how Michael C. Hall felt about his sister coming on to him in Dexter. Or a community reunion, right? No, like, not interested. Just like, I don't think Netflix is going to be interested in redoing cow or reviving Cowboy Bebop. Not when they have Bullshitter the Game Show and apparently they are in the works with a Scott Pilgrim anime, right? I don't know how I feel about that because I think a lot of the charm of Scott Pilgrim was that it was live action. While it's, well, you know, it's it's also a manga and or a comic and while it's still reportedly in its planning stages, the executive producer and the writers on the show are going to be the creators of the comic as well as David Grabinski, who was behind, is the showrunner behind the, I guess, Paramount Plus revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark, the Nickelodeon series. Oh my God. That show is responsible for me being afraid of clowns. It's totally responsible for a lot of the, I remember running out of rooms hearing that theme song for that show. It was, and now I'm a horror movie like Stan. Like I love horror movies now, right? But that show absolutely used to scare the living fuck out of me. Yeah. Uh, apparently Netflix has a Scott Pilgrim anime in the plans and will also be dropping a docu-series on Anna Nicole Smith. You remember Anna Nicole Smith? Yeah, she was a gold digger who got married to a dude who died and then wow. she died after that. Wow. All right, Chad. That was a very aggro way to... That's literally how I know Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, I the think... The first time how... I heard Anna Nicole about Anna Nicole Smith is when her husband died. I think that's how most people know Anna Nicole Smith. She was like the... I want to say one of the first Playboy bunnies to get a reality TV show, right? And then, you know, you had others following like Kendra and all of that. She was the Rolling Stones to Pam Anderson's Beatles. She was the trashy Marilyn Monroe. 
with all due respect. I'm thinking time frame. That's why we can't get a Cowboy Bebop revival, guys, because Netflix is busy doing other things. Because you want to know about Anna Nicole Smith. And and how well people can lie to each other. And you know what's great? You can find out about Anna Nicole Smith on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any shows that were canceled early that you feel like you would want to see revived? At no Game, No Life. What the fuck is that? That is an amazing anime. Oh, okay. So it's another one of these animes where somebody gets thrown into a video game, right? Yeah. And you know how they're like, oh no, you're a level one, you have to level up and everything. Well, this guy and his sister go into the game and they're like, wait, we know we're players. We're like, God. <laughs> they go around and they're just like fucking with this entire game and everything. And they come up to these like crazy challenges. Like the main character is like L from Death Note, level smart. Okay. They have this one game where uh, he runs into like an angel and the angel's like, you have to beat me in this game. And he's like, okay, what's the game? This is the game I actually play with people when I'm bored at like work and stuff. Okay. <laughs> so you come up with a category and then someone says a word in that category. And then the next person has to say another word in that category that starts with the last letter of the previous word. What the fuck? And it with was the like, last letter of the previous word. Yeah, so say so. like uh, the category is fruit and somebody says banana. Well, I say apple. And then somebody has to say one that starts with E. Okay, so how does this relate to the fucking show that you want to get re- <laughs> So they play this game, like, against an angel, and it's like every time somebody gets a question wrong, like, they fly further closer to, a, like, a burning star or something oh, like that. It okay. was wild. Okay. And they left it on a giant cliffhanger where they're like, all right, off to this new world. That no, was, sec no season two. That was, like, High School of the Dead. Um... Which is another anime that I would like to see get revived. But I'm most pretty of sure the ones the that I can think of are away. anime. Honestly, I would like to see Malcolm and Eddie revived, right? Especially with today in today's day and age, Ooh, which I was uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner and Eddie Griffin. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner from The Cosby Show and Eddie Griffin from uh, Stand Up Comedy, right? Where they played two uh, entrepreneurs who I believe owned like one owned a bar and the other one owned a garage. And um, they lived together in, oh, dude, not Salt Lake City. It was like fucking Kentucky or something like that. Some weird shit like that. And not weird, but like some place where you wouldn't expect to find black people. <laughs> anyway, I would like to see that show done today, except for Eddie Griffin is totally like a COVID denier, so I don't know how that's... And I still follow him on Instagram, right? Because I think stand-up comedy is great. And I can separate that. His work from the person. The work of Eddie Griffin is great. I don't necessarily agree with all of his points, but I would like to see that show revived because I feel like it would be a, a good... Um, Damn it, what's the word I was looking for? Not pinpoint, but like, um, just two black entrepreneurs in today's like climate dealing with like some of the shit that we have to deal with now, like a lot of the hot button issues and stuff like that. Like watching two black guys argue about whether It'd be or a not- a good conduit. Yeah, yes. Like watching two black guys argue about whether or not they should have like a trans inclusive bathroom in like a bar that they own would be absolutely a perfect conduit to actually have that conversation. Right. Fucking hilarious for me. 
All right, um, so I came up with two while talking. Okay. One, I can. You can just do a straight up continuation. One of them I want like put forward present day into the in for oh, this character. Oh, hold on, not to cut in. Real quick, one more, one more. I'm sorry, sorry. The Wayans brothers. While we're at it, right? Except for just in- give them a show. Yeah, no, bring back the Wayans brothers show. Uh, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Right, but instead of them who like owning a newsstand in the middle of a hotel plaza uh they run a social media network bam i have uh, send one me my check that send me my check send me my check thank you i have one that goes with starting with rest in peace charlie murphy i would love to see black jesus back Ooh, okay i love black jesus it's so great because he's like the perfect representation of jesus but he's just a stoner. Yeah. In, he's like, let's do good for the community, y'all. In the hood. In the hood. Yeah, no. Uh, shit, HBO was in talks to reboot the Boondocks, right? Before, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. I think they're uh, still trying away. to find a way to make that work. Yeah, I really hope they do, right? The other one that I would love, if you place him in, like, the world of, like, high Wall Street New York finance, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. That's declassified Wall Street survival guy. Yes. <laughs> like like Reddit style, right? Where it's like just meme stocks and stuff like that. Yeah, and he okay. like he'll just okay. like pull out his notebook and be like, alright everybody. AMC to the moon. <laughs> and like I feel like that would actually be an awesome show. It wouldn't be bad. Right? Like instead of I doing mean, like the Lizzie McGuire reboot where they're just like Lizzie's now in New York. Right. If you use Ned as a conduit to do like a financial dramedy, that would be amazing. So like Ned's declassified mixed with secession, right? Like mixed with like white collar. Secession. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um damn. I mean it probably do better than the I Carly revive. Uh, oh yeah. Which got canceled from Give work. me my check! <laughs> Oh, God, I got to take another bathroom break, and then we will go ahead and wrap this up. Because he's 30-something. Fuck it, I'm 40. It's fucking I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't be a dick. And in some politics news. Closing out today's episode well let's get the uh the one polit the one oh like, you actually have politics yeah this one's really really quick though um the all three ahmad Aubrey killers are convicted with and sentenced to life in prison which is actually a higher sentence than was expected okay i feel kind of indifferent about this not because of the actual verdict right like the verdict i feel like is justified and well due and the judge even went as far as to like you know the, the closing statement he gave was like scathing he, he really like hit home how these men like hunted him down and he made the whole courtroom sit silent for like how long or whatever it was that they like hunted him down 
and just to like pinpoint like or just to like really like drill home what the, the I guess the extreme nature of this case yeah right like I I wanted to say absurdity of this case because to me it as a black man in 2022 it's really fucking absurd that like we still have to deal with this kind of shit in this country like we literally live in an age where we are on the precipice of like AR technology like alternate reality technology right and like he potentially like ending global pandemics right like I know we're like shitstorming the one we're going through right now but like the vaccine that was invented before this pandemic or not for this pandemic but the vaccine that was perfected for this pandemic is groundbreaking medical technology that has the potential to like put an end to a lot of like cancers yep. given we go in the right direction with this kind of technology right and we're still lynching motherfuckers right like we're still running around hunting people down for the color of their skin based on some predetermined notion that you have of somebody um for a culture that you've never even been exposed to or experienced before like if you're going out for a jog or whistling at a white woman um like if you know you protecting yourself in your own apartment right or you're playing in a park with a bb gun like or you're cutting through a neighborhood to get home but I mean, like you said, the scathing closing statement, and this is the strictest punishment they can get outside of capital punishment. I feel indifferent about it though, because I feel like this is a makeup judgment for the Kyle Rittenhouse judgment, right? And as I've mentioned before, and as I will continue to mention, like this country is, I don't know, it's one step forward, two steps back with this country and I try not to be negative because I also want to put in perspective that we do live in probably the best time to be alive right like even as far as like racial you know racial justice is concerned and when I see judgments like the judgment in the Ahmaud Arbery case and the um, way the judge went out of his way to hammer home how vile that this was right it I, I just feel conflicted right like is it all for show? Is it all political theater? What does it really mean when we have voting rights and stuff like that constantly being rolled back? You know, uh, our civil liberties are, are being, like, attacked every day. It'd be really great to have some politicians that actually stood up for what we believe in, right? Yes. Well, guess what, everybody? Your boy Ziggy is running for public office. Now, hold on, let me check which office again real quick. Um, All right, Joe uh, BZ. Uh, hey, yo, Byron. Anne Arundel County Democratic Central Committee. Nobody else is running for it. And nobody. it cost nobody. Not one. Well, okay, there's this guy named- uh, Chuck? Did Chuck? You, did you say Chuck something? He's running for one seat of a district that has three. And then there's like three other districts where nobody's running. So you're goddamn right. I'm going to use the whole $10 it takes to register. That's all it takes? $10. There's no other qualification. Nope. To I, don't, yeah, I don't have to do a finance disclosure. It's just $10. Well, there you go. 
and it'll apparently only meets like once a month. What y'all gonna do when Ziggy show up on the block? <laughs> so I'm running for Democratic Central Committee right. of yeah. Anne Arundel County. So what exactly does the Democratic Central Committee do? Are you We're the grassroots Democratic Party? Okay. Okay, so you will be a youthful representative in the Democratic Party of this of the county. The county of, the of, county. of Anne Arundel. Yeah. What are your duties as Democratic Committee Councilman? I don't know. Oh? <laughs> so it seems like you better get on that. <laughs> uh, seems like I better get $10 and hopes nobody else runs. <laughs> when is the deadline? Was the... It's, it's in like a month and a half. Oh, okay. And okay. they've been open for well, like three go. months. Damn. Damn, well, I mean, if remember, remember I saw, I shot out an email to all of these people that are running for local office, and I was, I messaged you. I was like, dude, there's a bunch of offices that like nobody's running for. Listen, my 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 best wishes to you because, um, as as we like to say here on the pod, you know, we joke about politics a lot. Um, we try to put, you know, politics aren't a joke. Pop culture into perspective. I take this very seriously. <laughs> But none of this is normal, guys. Oh, I'm not done yet. There's a couple. Oh, of, there's a, there's a couple yet. of fun things about this. He's so, not done so yet. like, I have the the statement from Organization for Campaign Finance Entities, and they're like, name of campaign finance entity, and I'm like, um, myself. <laughs> and they're like, what hey. kind of finance? And I'm like, none. So you're financing your own note. What kind of finance? What? Damn, I feel like I made a TikTok, and I'm hoping for the best that nobody else knows how to go. register for votes. So you're publicly financing, right? Yeah, like crowdsourcing for no money. For no money. I mean, unless you guys. Because I'm for the people. Donate to our Patreon, and that will help. It will not directly benefit. No, I don't think we could actually. Legally... If you donate to our Patreon, you will cover our RSS feed, which I could use to pay the $10. No, no, hold on, wait, because legally, I don't think you can use the uh, funds from the GoFundMe. For oh, the you're right. For that. So if you donate to our GoFundMe, then No, if you they donate will... to our political action committee. No, if you donate to our GoFundMe, then Zig can use his regular money to pay for his political run. Yes. And that will help cover our RSS fee for the month. Um, so we can continue to post at the flood pod on everything, and that's on everything. everything. But they were like, check the categories that identify your purpose or nature or special interest. And it's like animal rights or business, community, real estate, okay. environment, okay. blah, and, blah, blah. And you but put... there was one checkbox that was conspicuously not listed unless I put it for other. So I hit other and put government ethics and transparency. Mm. Okay. Okay, okay, so you came out there, you're not fucking around, you like, I wanna see what it's about. I'm here to report the findings to the people. What do you do in your know. free time? I'm an investigative journalist. What the people want. Okay, okay. So, so I'm, I'm doing this as, as, as if I can, are you seriously going to run for office though? If see, I have a real competitor, no. Sir Ziggle the Star the Third. 
Oh, funny thing. So my flesh and blood <laughs> name. Funny thing. Whenever I register for a flesh and blood tournament, he's got a my funny name. Thing. My name says uh, Donald Zalug. One of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh cards is named Don Zalug. <laughs> so are you. So if you have a serious competitor, you're just gonna drop out. Yeah. Right. You're just doing this as a troll, right? Right. Like basically, I want to see how easy it is to really get into government, and then I want to see how easy it is to really be in the government. So I feel like this is probably the best barrier for entry. Ten dollars. Yeah, and you know a, a committee seat, right? Like that's definitely how you start getting politically involved, right? Because you said what? Most of the guys on the committee are like you know in their late forties. I mean, 50s. there's some younger people, and then there's some older people, and. People with disposable income and disposable time, right? Like people. I who have, have one of those. Time to sit on a committee and listen to what everybody else has to bitch about, right? I can play TFT on my phone while sitting on the committee bench, right? Hey guys, all right. So if you didn't know, that is gonna be it for today. Uh, <laughs> that is about how seriously I take it. That's about how serious. U.S. politicians take it. Remember, you can donate to us at our Patreon. Um, you don't have to, but we'd appreciate it. You know, we would also appreciate counts. for all of our card players out there, if you want Flesh and Blood, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! If you go to TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy, you will get 10% off of your order. And if you happen to play Flesh and Blood and are there in Edgewater, Maryland on a Thursday night, you can hang out with your boy. That's TokenMTG down at Edgewater, Maryland, and, and that's promo code Ziggy for 10% off of your order. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Fucking on 40, 40, and our, our brother podcast, Scrape No Chase. And remember, none of this is normal. And keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. A Doses! Be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.